Welcome to the Creative Land Podcast Network. Join us as we share our favorite RPGs, one-shot games, tabletop games, reviews of items, and convention panels, and other exciting things that we run into from time to time. Sit back and enjoy the show. Hi, this is Kelly, a.k.a. Trixie from Ragnarok and Roll, a sign to Ragnarok story, and Tilda Wimblewick from D&D Journey of the 5th Edition. First off, I would just like to say thank you to everyone for listening to our varied adventures, as well as for rating us on iTunes and RPGpodcast.com. If you haven't rated us yet, we would greatly appreciate it if you could. And if you're looking for more ways to support our efforts, we are now on Patreon, a great site where you can help us continue making more podcasts, as well as some special surprises for our patrons. If you can, please look us up at www.patreon.com cppn. Every little bit helps. And again, thank you for listening. Let's take a moment to introduce ourselves to uh, this gentleman who's clearly never met any of us no. before. <laughs> Would you care to start? Yes. Uh, my name is Kelly Springer, a.k.a. Temperance Honore Everett, uh, from my steampunk persona. And I have been cosplaying actively for 10 years really been cosplaying probably my whole life mm. without you know realizing Absolutely. it so my name is madame askew of the famed where's my ankles and uh, <laughs> what happened to my tea also um <laughs> thank you i'm i have been doing costuming um sewing costumes for the last 20 plus years i've been Dressing up in some fashion since I can remember. My first personal costume that I ever made for myself was made out of brown paper grocery bags in which I cosplayed a cat. So uh, that's my history. I'm uh, Jared Pike or Mr. Pike from the Peculiar Pikes. And um, my wife and I, we've been cosplaying for right about eight years. Together. Together. Um, that we've got into it. So. And I'm Kristen Pike of the Peculiar Pikes and also of Mental Health Superheroes. Yay. And Halloween has always been a very, very big thing for my family. Um, so I've been cosplaying pretty much all my life. We've also got little baby C with us. So if he gets fussy, I'll take him out. And baby, room. and baby C is also cosplaying today. He looks fabulous. This is his second convention. He's yep. looking fantastic. I'm very happy to have a young, fresh cosplayer with us. Exactly. Ever since he's been cosplaying all his life. Exactly. He has. He has. Yeah. Ever since we've had him. Yep. Yeah. No, he's a very keen cosplayer. So, um, when I was writing this panel and inviting everyone to join me for the conversation, I was thinking about some of the other themes we've touched on this weekend with, you know, polishing spoons as spoonies and people who have to overcome various challenges and also as artists and creative people, the way we utilize um, a variety of tools to make our art come to life. And something I thought about in that context and also something I've heard from other people in regards to cosplay is that it really in, empowers them to do things in life 
outside of the convention space as well as in the convention space. It just sort of is an empowering influence. And so that's the conversation I was hoping we could have today, some of the ways that, you know, costuming has helped you pursue other strengths and also some of the things it may have empowered you to do in our geeky space. Temperance, would you like to discuss maybe something that's been really positive for you from cosplay? Oh, hello! Welcome to By the Power of Cosplay. Um, I am painfully shy uh, for the most part. Um, growing up, I never really had to make friends because as an identical twin, I always had my own best friend. Um, but later on we realized we have a problem <laughs> we have a problem talking to people so we kind of tried to make an effort to do that and when I started to really cosplay it was so much easier for me to break out of my shell you know because I still had a shell yeah I could be I could talk to other people and I could share information with them because the costume allowed, it, it gave me a sense of, okay, it's not necessarily me. I can be somebody else for a little while, you know, but I can still go back to being me. So it allowed me to, to break out of my own normal shell to embrace other things. And when I made something uh, and people are like, wow, that's really cool. How did you do that? I am happy to tell you how I made it. I, I'm not, a, I don't believe in hoarding knowledge. You know, nope, sorry, it's my secret. I'm taking it to the grave. No, I'm like, let me tell you how. You can do this. Um, you, if I can do this, you can do this. And that further introduced um, other ways of communication for me. It's like, I enjoy workshops. I enjoy doing workshops, putting on workshops um, with friends and uh, people because now it, it helped me find a voice. So, and that was through the power of cosplay. You know. That's it. Mm -hmm. yeah. For me, it uh, started with my wife saying, hey, let's go to this convention at an Old West Town in Tucson, Arizona, and I was like, Old West Town, that, that sounds interesting. Oh, John Wayne used to do movies here. Oh, this is cool. Oh, but then there's this other side of things, too, and oh, this is pretty sweet. This is nice, and, and slowly getting into Wild West Con at that point, and, you know, and then becoming a part of the community, and then being asked to help with the community and doing things more behind the scenes. And that, that was, that's always what I've enjoyed doing is helping other people and doing things behind the scenes. Um, and then, and now being a presenter, which is unusual for me because I, I don't enjoy public speaking and, and small crowds is fine, but big crowds, I'm like, um, no, I'm, I'm good. I'm just gonna sit back and let you guys talk. and. You know, and not not worry about it, but but being able to help someone along the path, just as I was helped, you know, is is what it's about is building that community. 
I think also that infertility is a big part of our story. Mm-hmm. And the times where we were becoming more involved in the cosplay and the steampunk community was, you know, as we were going through the journey of, I can't put all of my mental energy on things I don't have control over or things that are not working well or things that I've lacked, but I can invest my time and energy and um, creative effort, endeavors in creating a costume or going along on the Zany project. And so that has been a very good, healthy outlet for some very sad and difficult times. So, um, I really appreciate that you share that kind of uh, personal journey that you've had and how it helps you navigate the emotional and mental difficulties. For me, cosplay, especially in the last six, seven years, has been not only an opportunity to increase my circle of my tribe, my found family, my very dearest friends, but it helped me through one of the roughest periods of my life. Um, Seven years ago, six years ago, my husband decided he didn't want to be my husband anymore, and um, I became separated. I was personally devastated by that. I would not have made it through that experience if it had not been for my costuming community and being able to throw myself into something creative and positive um, to sort of channel my OCD, focusing on the, the intricacies of a project to take my anxiety and sort of drive it into like, sort of submission by keeping myself engaged with creative projects was very helpful and um, it also helped me manage the kind of um, attendant uh, depression that went along with a really devastating change in my life so I was grateful to have that cosplay experience it also reminded me of my being as an individual and not part of a relationship. I had been very focused on being a married lady. And so reconnecting with myself through making art and costuming was very helpful to like, absolutely, not even metaphorically, empower myself to be a human and not just part of something else. So it's great in that front. Yeah, I don't talk about that a lot. It's very um, personal. So I might not have mentioned it if you hadn't been really vulnerable. Thank you for taking us there. Thank you. I also think I've got another experience about that, you know, that using that creativity or using that as an outlet. My brother died by suicide five years ago. And obviously that was a really traumatic experience for my family. And one of the things from that day we were committed to is taking something that was just so terrible and traumatic and take ashes and turn them into beauty or turn them into something that that would come around and make the world a better place, you know, to be kind of grand about it, but to to benefit our community and the people that are hurting together. So one of the things we did that 
Halloween, actually, was work with one of his friends and build a Groot costume because it was that time with Guardians of the Galaxy coming out. And looking at it, that was not a good costume. That was not, it was not screen accurate by any means, but it was something that we came together with somebody else as a couple, learning that we are not great at working on the same tasks together, but when we divide and conquer, we're excellent. So that was a learning experience there. But also coming and being together and making somebody something with someone else who was also grieving, again, that was very empowering and reconnecting with the world in a way that would be very easy just to tunnel down and do it by ourselves. I think that is one of the nice things Temperance and I have frequently. Um, it's actually one of the biggest treasures of my life is that Temperance comes over three days a week and we work together mm -hmm. on projects mm -hmm. in the afternoon. Sometimes we're working like parallel on different projects at the same time and uh -huh. we're like, oh, what are you doing there? Oh, you're pleating a hundred feet. How fun for you. <laughs> Sounds really good. Oh, oh, you're obsessively piping. Great, <laughs> seems good. And we chit chat and we bounce things off. And so even, even though we're not necessarily working on the same project, mm -hmm. we, for me, it's just that having temperance there, mm -hmm. sharing the creativity, it's, it's sort of one of those mathematical functions. It's not additive, it's multiplicative. Mm -hmm. And so it's much greater than the, the pieces that we're putting into it. And also just, we had this conversation a little bit yesterday. The voice, the internal voices can be terrible liars. Yes. And so when I'm struggling with stress or anxiety or my laundry list, I'm over 40, it's a very long list. Um, having temperance as a reality there or any friend, any part of my creative community really helps me go, all right, so if it's not perfect, that's all right. It doesn't have to be screen accurate, A, but steampunk, so mm -hmm. that doesn't really have a... A grounding agent. Right, it grounds me in reality and also sort of propels me to keep going when I want to give up on doing the art. And um, having a project, finishing a thing, putting art into the world, reminds me that I have value as a human being. And so that's also very helpful in terms of like empowering myself and um, keeping the sort of dark parts at bay. Mm -hmm. And it's nice because um, we all have things we don't like to do, but have to get done. Um, and working in a partnership, you can say, you know what, I, I can't do this right now. And you know what, let me step in. I, let me help you with that. It's like, or um, like there are certain tasks, like she hates, she doesn't like surging that much. No. I love it. I do, I'm like, I get into the zen. I'm like, okay. I'm like, okay, try not to shave it off. I make a game out of it. It's like, okay, see how much, you know. No, it's true. She will search everything. I will. I will totally search everything. Um, and I have a herniated disc in my back with thoracic, so it's very rare. So it's like, 
It's like, she's like, you know what? Let me cut that for you. I'm like, oh, God, thank you. Yeah. So <laughs> you I know, do most of the cutting. You know, and, I'll, and, and we'll switch out with ironing. Nobody likes to iron. I've I'm met sorry. one person. <laughs> They're crazy. I mean, <laughs> I heard of a class. Some YouTubers talking about it was like the Zen of ironing. Mm-hmm. And so she was talking about how she, one of her New Year's resolutions was to be more committed to pressing and in her costuming and... And so that was very inspiring to me. It was like, yes, I could see where that could be a very therapeutic thing because you're working slowly and you're working carefully. And then I think about my life where I have a little tiny infant who wails unless he's being held. And it's like, I'm not going, I'm not in that stage where I can be invested in my pressing right now. <laughs> yeah, perhaps the Zen and the art of ironing is not, not That's not thing. what I can connect I, with right now. Yeah. I, if I have a workspace that's tall enough, then I will iron everything. Mm-hmm. Oh, fantastic. I will press my jeans. So, six foot six. Yeah. This is a bit of a tangent, but we're going to go there because honestly, because we can. honestly yeah. I have not had tea this morning and I don't even know how I'm upright. Yeah. But um, I'm five foot three. Temperance is five foot five. I'm five foot even. You're five foot even. Getting an appropriately, like, the height of a workspace is yeah. so hard. Like mm-hmm. I don't think the workspaces are made the right height mm-hmm. for any one of the four of us on this yeah. panel. Right. So I use right. table risers to lift tables mm-hmm. to be tall enough for me. <laughs> and, and it's I'm still not tall me. enough for me. Right. Which is why it hurts. Right. So that's what I mean, and it's very hard. It is. We built a I built a desk for Hi, yes. <laughs> I built a desk. Sorry, baby C was smiling at me and I needed to smile back. He's so yes. sweet. He's adorable. And uh, I built her a desk, built Kristen a desk, and it's the right height for me to stand at. But of course, at five foot, she needs a bar stool in order to sit at it. And, um, and it's just, and so it's like, okay, if I could just do everything off of there, then it's fine, but also something that you want to keep nice and not right. damage or you know so so that we're going there <laughs> in some in some costume shops they actually take um a big piece of plywood uh-huh. and they wrap it in batting mm-hmm. and then they cover it in cotton and they make a large pressing space oh. yes so unto you I say, yeah. Jared, this is not a hard project, a staple gun, some, yeah, batting, some batting and, and some cotton. You can have a board that you can lie down on top of that desk, mm-hmm. text yeah. the desk. You don't want to press on hard wood anyway. You want right. to press you want on it nice and soft. You want that soft, but also it reflects right. the heat back yeah. into your mm-hmm. garment. We went on a long tangent. Thank you for bearing with me. <laughs> I am passionate about pressing, despite not really liking to do it. Yeah. I feel not zen about it. It's very important, especially for pleading. So, um, but, but that I will wrap this into the conversation, mm-hmm. because I can. This actually hits on something that I think is empowering that you both do, that I see temperance to... Um, helping each other, sharing tips, building mm-hmm. community. I feel like there is something really powerful about being able to take something I've learned or any of us have learned and share it with another person. Yeah. When I was very, having a terrible struggle and, uh, and 
no shame to my ex-husband. He's a perfectly lovely man. It was not like an acrimonious divorce. I was just broken-hearted. But it had been a hard end of the marriage. I had not been happy for years. And so coming out of that very sad place and being able to help people and to share something I was good at it reminded me that I wasn't a bad person or a failure because I'd failed at marriage. And so being able to say to my friend Jared, Jared, I have a way that you could like iron at a height that works for you. Just it lifts me up. It makes me feel good. And I hope that I'm able to yeah. help my friend as well. So is there, is there a thing from participating in costuming that you've been able to sort of utilize in that way that reminds you that you're a good person, reminds you that you do good works? I think for us, we bridge a very interesting gap in our communities where we are very religious and we're also very, very costuming and very into the uh, into the convention life. And, um, and so, like today, we went to church first in costume and taught the little kids singing and then came straight here. And so that, you know, that can seem like two very different worlds, but for us it's very important to bridge the gap between, you know, introducing something where, you know, our congregation can be kind of tight-laced and to be, you know, okay, this is an outlet that we have and have youth respect us, have different families respect us and say they do something different and they're wonderful and they're valuable members. And then also to come into other communities that can be a little bit more liberal and to say, well, also the Pikes, you know, they might have these religious beliefs, but also they're very welcoming and accommodating and helpful and to be very solidly in both of those and be very welcome in both of those as well. I think that's an, an interesting gap that we see and have fun living between. Uh, yeah, for me, um, uh, it, it is, it, the outreach uh, and the community um, relationships the cosplayers tend to have. Uh, they are very supportive of each other, even if it's not their fandom. They respect it, and they're always like, um, always willing to help. Um, like we were talking in the earlier panel about costume, you know, horrors and stuff that happened. Like, uh, the Tucson Comic Con has this wonderful long hallway with all these fandoms and stuff. And there is no doubt in my mind if one of us were to go, oh, something happened, I need help. Every one of those fandoms would offer assistance to that other fandom. We sewed on a as Tony Stark uh -huh. snap in the steampunk uh -huh. booth this year. We helped Sailor... Uh, Sailor Tony Stark. Yeah. No, uh, <laughs> Sailor uh, Uranus. Oh, was it Sailor Uranus? And she not stopped Sailor? by. Okay. Mm -hmm. I thought it was Sailor yeah, Iron Man. When she came to the... Yeah. Uh, okay. But it's like, I ladies, do you have a needle and thread? Yes. Yes, we do. Come right in. Let us help you. Any other fandom would do the same if they have like, you know, no, but we've got a safety pin you're more than welcome to. Or, hey, even if it's just Darth Vader blocking the door for us while we're changing clothes in the green room. You know, we had 
the Darth Vader himself standing guard for us and not letting anybody into that room. It's that was true. awesome. It's true. He did. He got the door. He did. That's the thing that in, you know, in, in coming from different communities in life and looking at them, I've never found, um, honestly, never found a more helpful community than the costuming community. Mm-hmm. Because everybody wants to see you grow. Everybody wants to help you find those pieces to um, to build your build your gap or help you with whatever it is you need. Uh, you you know um, you know your shoe blows out. I mean, I've seen it. Your shoe just completely blew out. <laughs> yeah, I guess the duct tape looks like mm-hmm. that right now. You know, right. let's throw some something else on there. Let's get this taken care of so that you can get back to your hotel room and and put some new shoes on or something, you know, I think that's one of the very, very beautiful things, particularly about costuming, is we always make the joke at Comic-Con, like, oh, look, there's all the Spider-Mans, there's all the Deadpools, there's, there's so many, and, I don't know, he keeps chewing on his fingers and gagging himself. Yeah. Anyway, but he's, he he's learning, he's learning. Just like, like that's how learning. he learns. Uh, <laughs> and, and sometimes you have to learn through sad experience. But, no, like, you know, we can see in these big events there might be duplicates. There might be lots of people with the same costume but different levels of skill. So there's room for that. It's not like there can only be one Spider-Man or there can only be one person. Or one Princess Leia. Or one Princess Leia. No, and, it, and, and you know, in some ways it doesn't particularly matter if you've got a store-bought costume or you've got one that was hand-stitched and embroidered for months and months and months because we're all here playing together. And like you said, wanting wanting to see each other grow and develop new skills. So one of the things, we have this friend, Sam, from Thermo Cosplay that uh, Temperance and I met a couple of years ago at Tucson Comic Con. She's an amazing costumer. Um, and we were doing this thing together called Iron Taylor, my favorite things. Um, I love that and want to do it again because it's so yeah, fun. We're going to do it again. Um, so Sam was like, you know, it's called cosplay, not cost serious. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. We're here to have fun. So I have occasionally met people who get into a sort of weird space. And I think maybe my, my personal take is to try and come from a space of compassion. And remember, it's about the individual and not about me. And so I'm like, well, whatever's going on with them, they've decided that they're holding this very high standard and the only costumes they're interested in are these very intricate homemade ones. And that's great. I mean, I like to make intricate homemade costumes. That's my jam. I don't how expect many, other people yeah, to do it. How many yards of cleaning <laughs> was your last project? <laughs> um, 100 feet of piping mm-hmm. and um, a lot of feet of pleating. I lost track a bit, I've written down. So <coughs> I like that, but I don't expect that from other people. It's not what I'm looking for. And so I think it's about whether people are having fun <laughs> and achieving their goals. So for me, I get a lot of personal satisfaction of doing these really elaborate things. And every costume, I like challenging myself to do something new or to tackle something new. So next year's challenge is alterations and fixing things and saving costumes that 
I thought, not working right. So that's next year's challenge, right? That's personal challenge, not sending it for other people. So when I go to a convention, I get such a, a huge like, surge of joy from seeing other people achieve mm-hmm. what they were going for. If I see like a little kid show up who's like, I'm a princess, steampunk, Darth Vader, unicorn. I'm like, yes, you are. I'm here for it. It just makes me feel so hopeful and excited about the world. And so often the stories, the prevalent stories about the things that are going wrong, which is not to say things aren't going wrong, but it's nice to go to a place where we're focused on building a community, sharing, supporting each other, and it just fills me with hope, which I can take out into the world and kind of propels me through the difficult things, which I really appreciate. Yeah. And when I'm having a difficult time, we're like, you know what? It's really hard for me to get the spoons to, to go to an event or something just because... But sometimes when I'm there and then you see somebody who's just having such a good time or that we like, you are awesome. And like, because it's like, and they're like, oh my God, I made this myself. Or, you know, even if it's just like, and the the joy that they get. I mean, one year, uh, this was at Wild Wild West Con. I don't know if you guys remember the, uh, um, when they had the land versus sea. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, I had made um, a whole bunch of uh, like arm garters, but in the land because I had fabric that was in their colors and stuff. So I had made a bunch of arm garters for, you know, because I wasn't doing the full blown uh, costumes. I was only making small pieces at that time because this was early into my forays (laughs) of Victoriana. And so I had like some little bustle. Uh, um, detachable bustles and stuff that I had done and I made them for land uh, because I had the red, white, and blue and you know yeah, and yeah. Um, but I had made a bunch of little arm garters out of the extra fabric you know because I had the elastic I had the fabric and I made a bunch and when I was going around and then somebody would be like what's going on or something and they're like this is so cool and I'm like here have an armband they're like what? And they would get so excited because, you know, I mean, here's this, you know, I just like, you made this. It's like your costume. That's okay. You take it. And they're like, oh, my God, this is amazing. And the joy that they were experiencing, I was able to experience as well. And it made not only their con experience that much better, but it made my con experience that much better. So... One of the things I think is particularly beautiful about creative and costuming is that sometimes you don't have that built-in support network. You don't have your sewing buddy or you don't have a spouse or you don't have somebody on the same pages with you uh, about creating things. And so if you can, if that's something that's important to you that's fulfilling to you, you can, you can put that time in and then coming to an event where other people are on that same page is very, you know, it fills up your cup. It's yeah. rewarding. And, and whether or not you have that on a daily basis, you can have that on small event levels. Mm-hmm. It's very validating to have that community waiting, I think. Um, but yeah, so, uh, 
the reality of making art of any kind is there are periods where you are you alone with your art, even if you have a partner at home or a friend who comes over. There, I always have that 10 p.m. I'm working at the sewing machine. It's me, my cats, music, because I don't sew in a quiet place. And it's suddenly very lonely. I'm, I'm an extrovert too, which I know shocks no one. But um, I do less well with fewer people. I do better when I'm seeing people more regularly. But I still have that long, dark tea time at night. And so thinking about my friends in the costuming community, thinking about what I will come to the event and see and reminding myself that, well, I'm not the only one who's working alone at 10 a.m. 10 p.m. or 2 a.m. <laughs> night before, I'm not alone. Sometimes I'll get a text from someone else. Are you still working on your pleats? Because I just broke a needle and I want, I want to give up on life. I'm like, no, don't give up. It's just a needle. We can do it. We can get through. 4 a.m. is close. And then we can sleep. <laughs> like, it's great to have that community to just, even when you're isolated. Kelly will no. be up. Ke Kelly, Kelly be gets up. up. Kelly's yeah. getting up in 30 minutes. I'll just text her. Yeah. Kelly, you okay. making I'll be happy choices. to bring that over. Or it's like, no, we got this. <laughs> so it's good to have that. Because as you say, sometimes you don't have the person, the partner, the friend, the you know, sewing buddy that you can always draw on mm -hmm. at home. But you have that person. Yes. Yes. One Share them all. We were talking about um, dark and sad things driving you to do wonderful, creative things. Carrie uh -huh. Fisher has a beautiful quote. Space Mama, yes. yes. Space Mom. Take a broken heart and make it into art. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, by the way, I just want to personally give a shout out to the uh, Tesca and Tusa and costuming community and cosplay community because the very first time I came to this I had only cosplayed once as a character from Seanan McGuire's Farewell Mirror Grant News Flash trilogy. And I still have this lab coat that I paid way too much money for. And I wanted to do Osgood, but my shirt wasn't right, my bow tie wasn't right, but I brought it with me. Oh, I don't know. And I went to this panel, and Big Q was on it. And someone else was on it. And I don't remember her name, but she was cosplaying one of like Brian Kessinger's key girls. And there was this great panel where they talked about, unless you're entering a contest, you don't have to be screen accurate. You can do whatever you want. It's called cosplay for a reason. If you want to do your version of the thing, you should do it. And I was like, hell yeah, I'm going to be Osgood tomorrow. Awesome. And I was, and it was great. I remember you giving you a whole costume contest uh, yeah. ribbon or badge for that. It's how we met. Your Osgood yes. is how we met. And we're friends now. And so I'm really glad you played Osgood. First of all, I love Osgood. I was like, yes, there's an Osgood. Have a button. And that was it. Like, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Set that I came, I saw, I cosplayed I one. Think I think Because I remember the lab coat. Yeah, I, I think do. I remember one. the lab coat. Yeah. So, like, I think I still have that ribbon pinned on the lab coat. Because why not? Yeah. <laughs> 
so that day, someone asked if I was Bill Nye. <laughs> and I hung out my inhaler, and they went, oh my god. And then two people, two couple different people said, wow, you really admire your commitment to this costume. <laughs> this is fully functional. I, I have asthma. And they're like, oh. And so it's like, I can have a lot of You were so committed to that costume, you made yeah. it asthma? <laughs> superheroes on Instagram and Facebook in the month of October this lovely lady here does a character every single day and it's closet cosplay it is pieces from our home sometimes we do go out and buy things but it's stock and goodwill man yes please that and other places but every day she does a character and there might be days that she's up till three o'clock in the morning hot gluing uh, space patterns onto a skirt so that she can be um, mrs miss uh, frizzle miss frizzle you know and do you know whatever it is and it's not screen accurate and it's not and it sometimes it's casual it, i mean mm-hmm. she was a glow cloud you know she did the, you know, so it's different. It's just different things. And it, and it's, that's exactly what it is. It's play. It's enjoyment. And when we lose sight of that, then we lose sight of why we started doing it and what made us happy and what builds us up from it. And I had a really hard time on Thursday and Friday justifying being here. And I'm glad I came. I'm... 18 credits deep in a semester right now and um, and just trying to just hold that together you know I have five weeks of school left and I'm like you know but being here has been so refreshing and just helped me add more spoons to my drawer and being able to see other people and and let you know it's okay it doesn't have to be perfect you know if I stood up right now 
my shirt, you know, would rise up and it would be in the back. And it's not perfect yet because I haven't talked to this one about, you know, helping me out. But um, but it's, it is what it is. It still looks good and it's, it makes me feel good. You know, I match my wife and, you know, baby C here, you know, starting to match us also. And so it's fun. And that's, that's what it is. That's what we're here to do. closet uh, cosplay for yeah. like things because uh, like specifically for like say Disney theme parks yeah. you adults are not allowed to dress in costume right. they're not so people make a it's it, a, it's a joy they get to I'm gonna craft an outfit a standard regular street outfit that evokes the character I want to portray I love it yeah. I think it's fabulous and I had a friend do um, a baby shower, I think it was, or a bridal shower, and the theme was Disney mounting. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I sh- and I showed up and like, like it yeah, I think I like jeans and a blue shirt, a blue t-shirt, a white over shirt, some little flats, and I carry. I just had a book, and I just walked in and went, "Oh, Belle!" <laughs> so good. Mm-hmm. Well, we didn't get to do it. We were going to do a panel on bounding. We'll have to reschedule. We're going to do it next year. One of the things, because I do... positive mental health messages and the costume and the cosplay is a vehicle to do that 
So, you know, to, to spread that, you know, those messages. And there are some times where my costume is just kind of what it is, or my husband's gone at school and I have to take a selfie or I have to get someone else and it's not quite the end product that I want. Um, we had a trunk or treat that we went to recently and the costume that day, again, in my head, I'm having to think creatively about how am I gonna get this picture done? What is my message gonna be? And I went as um, E.T. and Elliot. <laughs> and I had a little carrier for him and I put him in, I had a little laundry basket, I had a little thing over him. And if you knew what I was going for, then it's like, oh, I recognize it. But so many different people were like, oh, your laundry. Oh, it's so scary. It's laundry. <laughs> and it's like, that is not what I was going for. And if I was in this mindset of like, well, I was going for E.T. and Elliot, then oh, you didn't get it. I just failed. Then that would have destroyed my fun and creatively. So the thing I had to be like, well, I'm either the most terrifying costume here, laundry, or I'm what I intended to be. Either one of those things is okay because I'm here to have fun. And that is a mindset that I had to kind of develop. But I'm glad I did because it was a fun event. So I know we're just about out of time. Yeah. Um, we, we have one minute. I would like to also encourage you all to follow Kristen. Um, Kristen is one of my cosplay superheroes. And, um, oh gosh, I'm going to have my con tears. Uh, I've known Kristen and Jared roughly since we started cosplaying. Yeah. And they are two of the kindest, most welcoming people. They exemplify the ideals I have for costuming. Our differences fall away. We're friends. You're always welcoming and supportive. I get the same from Temperance. I'm so grateful to our costuming community. I'm very happy that you could come and join us yeah. at Tuscon this weekend. And that costuming so. brought us together. Yes. yes. So thank you all for being here, joining us. Thank you, Tanya, for your wonderful shares and for being Osgood so I can make your friendship. <laughs> <laughs>